Welcome to MLB from CDA Baseball. I am your host, James Morse, and with me today is Isaiah. How are you doing today? Great. How are you doing, James? Not too shabby. I'm just excited to finally get after. Boy, it's been a long time. We've been trying to reschedule this. And it's taken a while, but we finally started, finally. Yep. Well, I'm glad to have you on, and uh, I guess real quick, let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Uh, we're gonna have our own power rankings, our customized power rankings. How we would how we would do that for uh, top five? What would we do there? Uh, why? Uh, we're trying to figure out reasons why these un- surprisingly bad teams, the Cardinals, the Mets, the Padres, the Mariners, and the Guardians, when why have they been bad? They're all supposed to be good teams, and they have not been very good teams. We're also gonna talk about Rookie of the Year candidates, our most underrated baseball player. And uh, just some cool news, and obviously the stat and standing leaders. Uh, first of all, I think we should talk about the Cardinals, and just talk about why we think they are bad, and just kind of talk about their roster, and just really, just really get familiar with with the whole team before we go on nagging about how bad they've been. Uh, they are thirty one and forty four. They are last place in the NL Central. Uh, they they really do. They have a fine roster. I mean, I mean, it's not like they're they're. It's not like they got lucky last year. I mean, they are a very good team without a doubt. But they haven't been playing like it. Uh, I guess. Why do you think? Just straight up, is there? Do you think there's one huge reason why the Cardinals are bad, or is it just kind of a little bit of everything? Uh, well, as an Angels fan, I've realized that you can't just be good for a long time if you only have two good hitters and no pitching, and the rest of your lineup isn't stepping up. So. As for the Cardinals, they've got to have some of their other players like Tommy Edmond, Brendan Donovan, Dylan Carlson. Those like younger younger guys, they've got to step up and do their part too. Because when you've only got Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado hitting for them, I mean, you're not going to win very many games with two people. And as for their pitching, I mean, it's not not great. I think maybe over the trade deadline they could add a pitcher or two and be a contender this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. For me, it's pretty obvious uh, what's the problem. I mean, it's not a huge reason, but I think a pretty big reason on the reason they are bad is they're pitching. Jake Flatery, a big pitcher, they're very high on coming off an injury, has a 4.95 ERA. Just two seasons, believe I believe it was, ago, was actually a Cy Young candidate. They got hurt late in the year and ended up not making it there. But he is when he's healthy, he's a good pitcher, but not this year, just shy of a 5 ERA. Also, a very familiar with the Cardinals uniformist Adam Wainwright. Usually he's good. He's obviously getting old. Uh, he is on the age 41 now with a 5.56 ERA. Also not a very good pitcher. And not to mention, you know, you got Miles uh, Michaelis, who, not saying he'll blow you away with anything, but a 4.23 ERA isn't going isn't gonna to win you ball games. But uh, I don't know. Can this Is this pitching that bad? or is, it's, just, it's, it's confusing me why all of a sudden this pitching has got that bad. I don't know. Well, I see a lot of these guys as guys who had talent in the past, but I think some of them uh, are past their prime. Like Wainwright especially, everyone pretty much knows that already, that Wainwright's pretty much done after this year. And with Jack Flaherty and Miles Michaelis, I think when was the last time both of them made an all-star team? I think around 2018 maybe. Flaherty maybe never. I don't know. I just I don't see those guys as having as being like top tier pitchers in baseball mm-hmm. anyway. So I don't know why I don't know how they would expect to win a ton of games with when their pitching staff's not even that good on paper to begin with. 
It's a good point uh, because yeah, I mean it's a good point. I mean they, I mean let's not guess what this is a good team when they're playing how they should, how how they, how they really could be playing. Um, but the big question is their roster or their their record is thirty one and forty four. They're dead last place. Uh, I can pull it up right now. They are a nine and a half games out of first place, which I mean it doesn't seem that far away, but it's pr- it's pretty bad. Uh, but I guess the real question is, do the Cardinals still have a shot of making the playoffs? I think only because the Amer- or the National League Central is not a great division. I mean, until this Reds winning streak that's been going on right now, the Pirates were in first place with a almost near to 500 record. So I think if... Uh, at this rate, like if they grabbed another pitcher at the trade deadline, like I said, I think they could be a contender as long as all the, the other div- teams in their division keep playing the way they do. For sure, for sure. I mean, for me, I would not be surprised. I guess I would be a little bit surprised to see the Cardinals make it a run again to be first place in NL Central. They are kind of getting on a hot streak currently. I mean, they have uh, there's four and six in the past ten, but they're slowly trying to they're slowly getting back to the Cardinals' form. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them lurking in the second or even first mark here heading soon, but uh, I wouldn't expect uh, playoffs or whatever in 2023 for sure with them. But uh, uh, first disappointing team of baseball, uh, clearly a disappointing team in baseball schedule. They were predicted, I, I predicted them to be in first place, ESPN predicted them to be first place, uh, numerous people predicted them to be first place. I bet you predicted them to be first place as well, Isaiah. <laughs> Uh, it was a good team on paper, but so far it's not, it's, it's not very good. But the next team, the next disappointing team, I actually labeled them as a sad team, are the New York Mets. Uh, injuries have Wait, obviously. Were you killed. saying? Were you saying that the Mets you said would be in first place, or the Cardinals? Cardinals. Ah uh, yes. I uh, think... Yeah, I did put them in first place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mets are, in my opinion, the saddest team in baseball. Uh, because before the season started, they were the most exciting team in baseball. And uh, now we got injuries. They got people that aren't playing very good. I don't know. Just what do you have on this roster? Because it's really just sad to talk about. With a 34 and 41 record predicted to win almost over 100 games. Uh, I don't know. I think with the Mets, what you got is you got Francisco and Lador, obviously. And uh, pretty much the same thing with the Cardinals is when you don't have your star players playing well. Like, how are you supposed to win games? And with the Cardinals, they've got a lot of older players in their lineup. They've got Francisco Alvarez, who's pr- doing quite well this year. But, I mean, he's not hes not one, a top-tier star. And, I mean, you know, they I think they needed to add another bat if they wanted to be a contender. And then as for their pitching, I mean, they've got a ton of guys that could be really good, but they're right now they're just not stepping up, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco... Kodai Senga, all those guys were expected to be better than they've done this season. So if all if everyone on their team lives up to expectations, they'll they'll be a contender for sure. I believe they have the most uh, the games that they have they were ahead and end up losing. Uh, they're one the top in baseball in that statistic. Uh, the pretty the most highest uh, players were on like the all these, these players be good. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. Verlander has a 4.5 0 ERA, and Scherzer gets hurt all the time. Uh, and he also is not looking very good with a 4.04 ERA. Uh, so obviously, obviously they made some crazy ads last year, breaking records. 
spending hundreds of millions of dollars in the offseason to hope this team will make the playoffs. Uh, really, the only bright spot in this roster is Pete Alonso and Francisco Alvarez, and I'm being totally... I mean, it's obvious that the Mets can do not have pitching, and the Mets barely have hitting, much less, you know, the, much less uh, win their division. It, it's really a sad team. Like you said, Lindor not doing great. Brett Beatty's not doing very good, but I'm, I'm just kind of sad to see how this team is going forward when they're, they're, people are really supposed to be high on this team. Yeah, I know, and when I, I, I forgot about Francisco Lindor and, or, or uh, Pete Alonso, I mean, and, you know, when you're when you've got, they're pretty much the same thing as the Cardinals. You know, you got two star players, and they're even when they are playing their best. If the rest of your lineup isn't performing to their standards, you can't win. Baseball is a team sport, and without the team, you're not going to win games. Yeah, with Verlander, Serger, Senga, Carrasco, and Tyler McGill in your starting rotation, every single one of those pitchers have a negative WAR or a below average WAR. That's not very good. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Yeah, you can't win. I mean, even with Daniel Vogelbach, like, how are you going to lose like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are the Mets going to make the playoffs in 2023 is real question. Um, I'd say if they were in the AL or NL Central, they would. But with in the NL East, <laughs> no. Not with the Phillies, Marlins, and Braves in that division. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, that's a dead no. Even if they started getting close, better, I... I if I was on Fangraphs.com and decided how much playoff odds they have in there, I'd say 0.00% because I don't think there's a chance in the world that they'll be able to make the playoffs. Sorry to all the Mets fans. The next disappointing team, surprisingly bad team, are the Padres. Uh, they actually look good in the start of the season. Uh, they are a good team, but to me, this is the most overrated team in all of baseball. I don't care if they're. I don't care if they even have the best record right now. Even if they did, they're still overrated in my opinion. Uh, Juan Soto has a 2.2 war, you know, that all-star. And that's just barely above average and also has the most striker percentage in uh, his career for a while. Uh, actually, pitching has been pretty good for this team. You got uh, Blake Snell's having actually really good do this year. Wells Darvis is doing pretty good. But the offense is failing them the most. Uh, providing runs is the worst. They have eighth worst in scoring runs in the whole baseball league and MLB. They've scored the eighth worst runs and they have arguably the best roster in baseball why is that a problem for this team man i don't i don't know about this team because i think everyone every single baseball fan said they would win the world series this year and they didn't think it would because of be because of their pitching that they would be good or even close to being good they thought it would be because of their amazing hitting with machado soto bogarts and tatis but right now, all almost all of those guys are not having great years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when when you get all those good players and not one of them is like a standout top five player in baseball, I mean, how are you supposed to be good even with good pitching? Because I mean, you know, you can't do everything with good hitters, right? Oh yeah. And I think for them, they're what they need is just. I feel like if their team worked together better, you know, they need because I know they've got leaders in like Machado and stuff. And also if they had some hitters, some like small ball hitters, people who could, you know, just push people around and walk, walk more. Because I know they've got a lot of heavy hitters who, um, you know, like to hit the ball at the ballpark. But then even even with Soto, like he used to be a guy who would be patient and walk a lot. And right now his 
strikeout percentage is really high. Like, he's not being as patient as he usually is. And all their guys, uh, Bogart, Soto, Tatis, and Machado, if they all go back to what they've been like in past years, I think they could have a chance at the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, for me, the big thing is, I feel like they just spend money to spend money. I mean, usually I'm going to say that on the Mets because they spent a lot of money and none of them are turning out, but I'm not going to say that about the Mets because I think they actually have a talented roster, unlike uh, the Padres. Uh, they just went out and seemed like they just wanted to spend money on Xander Bogarts. Yes, you can make the argument that he had an okay year last year, but was it really that good? I mean, he might have, you know, had a good batting average, batting three oh seven, but he struck out 118 times and only walked 57 times uh, as well, hitting 15 home runs. He was a slightly above average player according to OPS Plus and WAR, which is kind of interesting to me. Uh, and they spent a lot of money on him, and then they kept Manny Machado in there longer, which is smart. But he's having a bad year this year as well. Two fifty three average, only nine home runs. To me, uh, they're bad just because they want to spend money and look good on paper. And thinking that they're looking on paper means they think they're going to go a long way in the long run because they spent a lot of money, which in my opinion, it doesn't work like that. The, uh, the reason I think they're actually doing good right now, I mean, for them, I'm the reason I think they're actually doing okay by almost 500 okay, I think they should be a lot better than that, is because, like you said, the small ball players... Uh, Rong Dodor, Haishan Kim, Brandon Dixon, they're all cheap players who have actually provided a lot of a g- uh, good a uh, good roster or a good plate appearance for them all year. Yeah, that, you're right. Uh, and I mean, I don't know, it's it's hard to say with them because when they made all those acquisitions, it's like, wow, great job. That's a that's a good pickup because this pitcher's going to be or this player's going to be solid for a long time. So, I don't really blame the Padres cuz uh, all four of those players that they have, sh- I mean, on paper, are really good players that should be consistently good for a long time. So I don't know uh, how that happened, that all four of them are not having great years in the same year. But, I mean, you know, it's it, there's nothing really much they can do about it mm-hmm. now that they've signed them all massive contracts. Yeah, right. Uh, the next team we're going to talk about, they haven't been trashed. They are 37-37, and 37, but they definitely haven't been as good as they thought. That is the Seattle Mariners. They made a lot of good ads this, this season that look good on paper, but they haven't been looking good in reality. Uh, Colton Wong, he looked good when, when they signed him, uh, but he's on the brink of getting released. AJ Pollock, when they asked, added him, I'm like, okay, let's go. He has a negative war right now. Uh, a few of their uh, ads, though, like Trevor Gott gave Spear earlier in the season, uh, Underrated ads, they've actually been quite good. But overall, J-Rod's having a bad year. Suarez having a bad year. Teoscar Hernandez having a bad year. Uh, even the rotation is not even having a very good year as well. Uh, do I think this team is good? Absolutely. Bryce Miller and J-Rod are still good players. I mean, their roster is still good. But I, 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 I think 37-37 and 37 is not even close to how good this team really could be. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean... At the start of the season, when they added Colton Wong and AJ Pollock, I mean, I don't think really anybody thought those players would be the Mariners' top players. Everyone was expecting people like J Rod to be the best player, and when he when he's not stepping up, they're they're not going to really go anywhere. And it's good that like Kellenic has been pretty consistent this year, which is something he's usually not good at. So good for him to step up and be a leader this year when J Rod's going down, but. I mean, they've got some really good young pitchers, George Kirby, uh, Bryce Miller, and Logan Gilbert. All those guys 
really solid pitchers just need to mature a little bit more. I think the Mariners, like like you said, I think they can still contend this year. And when, you know, if they're some of their players like Hernandez and Pollock and Suarez, when they start stepping up and doing their part, especially in the batting lineup, I think they can be a really good team, even this year, and contend in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, if you think about last year, last year they, they didn't start out very good as well, and then they went like on a 15-game win streak or something, end up winning or end up going to the playoffs. And uh, yes, they are nine and a half games out of first place, but I mean, the wild card, they're not too far behind. Uh, only three games out. I mean, I know the farther you go into the uh, the season, it's the farther you're going to be out of the spot you want. But they, I think, I think they can still do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they do. They got the rotation for it. I know it hasn't been as good as as it, as it could be, but Miller, Kirby, and Castillo, in my opinion, could be the best players or pitchers in baseball. I actually picked Castillo to win Cy Young. Him and hey, uh, Christian Javier couldn't pick who, but anyway. Um, I, I think the Mariners will be good. I don't think uh, – I, I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if they make the playoffs. Brian, we just got brought up, and he's looking good as well. But are they going to make the playoffs in 2023? I don't know. See, my Angels, you know how they are. They've always – they always start up the season hot. By the All-Star break, they're doing really well, and then they go on their annual – 10-plus game losing streak and fall all the way to fourth place in the division. And that pretty much happens every year. So based on that assumption, I think they could as long as they keep – as long as they stay winning. And I think if they can get ahead of Houston, they can definitely make it into the playoffs because most of the teams ahead of them are teams from the AL East. And, I mean, they play each other a lot. So by default, they're going to have a lot of losses. So I think – the Mariners can make it as long as they stay ahead of the Astros. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible, but it, it's saying a lot, you know. Um, yeah. Now for the Guardians, also uh, our last surprising bad team in baseball. I'm not saying they're surprisingly bad, but they are 35 and 39, and they made the playoffs last year. Uh, they just have, they just have not been scoring runs at all. They're forced worst in baseball with scoring runs. And I've hit the least amount of home runs in all of major leagues. Uh, just like the Padres, their pitching has been decent. They have the ninth best ERA in baseball and also 25 saves from the bullpen. Uh, hopefully they can go back to the 2022 form because their pitching was good and their hitting was above average as well. Uh, their roster is good, not great, but it's definitely playoff worthy in my opinion. But what do you have on the Guardians? Um, I don't know. See, the Guardians, I didn't... Going into the season, I didn't really see them being a top-tier team anyway. I, I said the White Sox would win this division, honestly. And, I mean, pretty much the White Sox are pretty much a disappointment every year now. Yeah. So, with, <laughs> with the Guardians, um, I don't know. I mean, they've got Jose Ramirez, who's a great player, and he's carried their team for a while now. They're pitching. They've got Bieber and... Who am I missing from the Indian or from the Guardians rotation? Uh, they got Bieber and uh, BB, the new Taylor BB guy. Oh yeah, Taylor, that guy. <laughs> Aaron. They've got. I mean, they've got some. They got some solid younger pitchers, and I think they can compete with their pitching. But I really don't think their hitting's good enough to be in the playoffs. I mean, even last year they got beat. Was it in the wild card round by the Rays? Yeah, I think, I think it was. So crazy game. Yeah, they got. I mean, they're, they can make the playoffs just because of their division not being the greatest. And if they can win their division, they'll be in. 
but I don't think they'll be able to compete with some of the other high-powered teams, the Rays, Rangers, Orioles, in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. It's saying a lot, like like we said with the Mariners, but I think I think they can do it. Uh, do you think Bieber will bounce back? He's Bieber and uh, uh, Andres Gimenez are aren't having the years they normally do. Can are they going to bounce back? Do you think? I think Bieber will. I've seen great stuff from him, and I think all. I mean, he just needs to reset his mind. You know, uh, when your head's not in the game, you can't you can't do it on the mound. I think. Bieber can really has a chance to do it. I don't know about Jimenez. I've, I mean, he's been good in the past, but we haven't seen a lot from him. He could be just one of those players that has a really good rookie season and then fizzles out after that. But I'm not sure about him. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's interesting. Yeah. So now is the interesting part. To my opinion, the most fun part because you can actually decide who you want and where is the power rankings. Our top five best teams. Uh, for the power rankings, we're going to start from five, talk about the five team, and then slowly go down. Uh, so five, four, three, two, one. So at number five, uh, I'd, some people might hate me for this. Some people might say, absolutely. You might have it as well, even Isaiah. But I have the Reds. They're the hottest team in baseball for the past two weeks. They have won 12 in a row, sweeping the Astros, the Royals on the way to hopefully sweep the Braves. And they also swept one other team I cannot remember. They're going crazy. Their young talent is leading the way for the playoffs for them. Uh, that That's what I have. I, I think the reason they're going so far is because Ellie De La Cruz, Spencer Steer, I, I think that is why. That's the reason I have them number five in power rankings because of the young talent. Yeah, for, for me, I also had Reds at five. I had the Diamondbacks there until recently. I mean, the Reds have just been on a tear. And I think with all their young talent, I think they can be really good this year. For sure. It's now the four spot. Now when we get uh, four, three, two, and one, every team can fight for a uh, one spot here. But now for number four, I have the Orioles. They are, they're solid in every position, but I think a few players having a down year, like Cedric Mullins, you know, for an example, Kyle Gibson's not been a very good year. Uh, Tyler Wells, right? Uh, not a very good year. Gunnar Henderson not having a very good year. But other than that, Ryan Mountcastle's having a, a, a better year. Adley Redman's having a better year. Austin Hayes is batting like 315, something like that. He's doing great. Their defense is about above no, above normal. Mateo is finally hitting the ball. Uh, this team is looking good. I still, I still think every day they can be a better pitching team. But this team definitely deserves to be in the fourth spot, in my opinion, power rankings. What do you have on the fourth? Uh, I also have the Orioles. I mean, it's pretty much, right now, most people have, you know, the same three teams at the top and then the Orioles at fourth just because they've got such a good record, but then they're in that division that's really tough. Um, I think they can be really good this year. they got a ton of good players with Hayes, Rutschman, Mullins, all those guys. And I think if all of them step up and, I mean, they just need a couple guys to really, you know, hit the ball hard and do their stuff. And... Their pitching is, I mean, they've got a lot of young, good pitchers, and if all of those guys, I mean, if they can just get five pitchers to all throw a solid, like, five innings every single game, their relievers, like Felix Bautista and, um, shoot, what's the other guy's name that Cano. they had? Uh, yes, Cano. Uh, Yemi or Cano. If those two, those two guys can relieve and close down any game, I trust. I would trust them with anything, any any game. So if all their starters can just 
keep uh, hold the other team for five innings, I think they can be solid and win a lot of games. I think you couldn't say it better. I mean, they have one of the best records in baseball. I I, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, uh, on streak to win yeah. ninety some odd games. I mean, they're doing something right. That's for sure. And I, I think that's like we said, we they get the the four spot for sure. Uh, which is an honor. I mean, I, I think the Orioles should be happy with that. Um, yeah. Now, in the fourth or the third spots, I have the Braves. Uh, have they been playing well lately? Oh, yeah. Do they have the roster to play even better? I, I think so. Uh, their starting rotation is okay. I mean, they got Bryce Elder, the new going crazy starting pitcher. Charlie Morton's been uh, Jared Jared Huster. Uh, he's been up and down the minor leagues, but when he's up, he's good. AJ Smith Shaver, he did not have a good outing today, but he is only twenty years old and is and is playing overall amazing. And then obviously you have Smitter Strider, uh, arguably the best closer or the starter in baseball. You got also one of the best uh, catchers in baseball looking to start in the All Star game. That is Sean Murphy. This roster really is even if they're even if they're going bad week, uh, one nine. This is a good uh, team. Yeah, I think the Braves are really good. For my number three, I had the Rangers, the Texas Rangers. I think their lineup is, I mean, before the season, we all knew it was going to be good to begin with. I mean, they've got Simeon and Corey Seager, of course. And, I mean, right now, just all all the players who nobody thought would really live up to what their expectations were are doing that. Like, uh, Leody Tavares, Josh Jung, all those guys are doing their job perfectly and that's why the rangers are doing so well right now and they're pitching they've got nathan Ivaldi, one of the best pitchers in baseball right now and jacob Degrom is hurt right now i mean that guy could not stay healthy to save his life <laughs> so i mean i think if they can get Degrom back they'll be really uh, is he out for the year though this year yeah tommy john yep tommy john again so i think I don't know. I think with the Rangers, their weakness would be their amount of pitching. Because when they've got Eovaldi healthy and they've got Dane Dunning, they can be really good, but they just need a couple more guys to fill that hole that Jacob DeGrom left. For sure. For number two, I also have the Rangers. And I think when Corey Seager came back, they're like, okay, we can play good now. They were playing good without Corey Seager, but they just went on a whole different level when Corey Seager came back. I don't know if he's the good leader that we're all wanting. I don't know if he's just... I really don't know, but he's only played, what, uh, he only has 177 at-bats, but in, the, in that span, he's hit 45 RBIs, 10 home runs, and is batting 356. That at-bats isn't enough to, uh, is, uh, 177 at-bats isn't enough to qualify for batting average right now, and he still has more, he still has, a, I think it's the seventh most RBIs in baseball. Can you believe that? That's crazy. He's just on a tear this he year. He is on an absolute tear. And he did have a very good year last year with 33 home runs and 83 RBIs, batting 317, getting a few MVP votes. But I think this year's going to be a whole different. I voted for him in the MVP. I think if he's healthy, he is the best hitter in baseball. And I think when the Rangers saw that we got a possible MVP player on their hands, they're like, okay, let's bump this up. Nathaniel Lowe, another leader, went, uh, is going crazy. Josh Young. Finally is getting back. I believe he's a rookie, too, if I'm not mistaken. He's he's going crazy. Marcus Simeon, he'll hit 40 home runs and play good defense every time. And then also, not to mention, Charles Jankowski and Jonah Heim are having very good seasons as well. Uh, it, it's fun to watch. You're right, Nathan Avaldi, he is coming in clutch for them every time, as well as John Gray. I think John Gray is having a very good year, under-the-radar year with a 2.96 ERA, actually. Um, that's who I have for the number two is the Rangers. 
All right, so for my number two, this might be a hot take, but I've got the Rays at number two. Oh, boy. Uh, I think I think the Rays are a really good team with Shane McClanahan. And they're, I mean, their lineup's obviously super powerful. But, I mean, with Wander Franco getting benched recently, and, I mean, you can tell that with, he, with him, with the Rays, you've got to have that guy because he's a really important part of your team. But if he's not, if he's not being a team player and working with the team, I mean, you're not gonna. He's not gonna play, and you can see that right now when he's just struggling and making a lot of errors and just not not being a good team player. I think the Rays are. I mean, with their record, obviously, is super good. But we saw them against. I mean, a team like the Athletics, where they got almost swept. I. I mean, I don't. I don't know if they have it to win the World Series this year, just because of. Their lineup is is good, but I don't know if they're super consistent. And their pitching staff also really good, but I don't know. Past Shane McClanahan, can those guys win games in the playoffs? What do you think? Uh, good question. I mean, Shane McClanahan just got hurt the other day with a, a back soreness, and I mean, back soreness. The thing about back is uh, it it never just goes away forever. It, it always lingers. Actually, I've had back soreness many times, and I'm 14 yeah, years know. old. It's 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 gonna linger, and you, he's gonna be in the ten DIL every time it comes. So you never know. I I mean, wh- when he's on the bump in the playoffs, I expect him to do really good. But I think the real question is: Is he gonna have back soreness? Is it gonna be back? When is it gonna be here? Is the real question is how long can he stay healthy? Um, to I I love the Rays. I voted them for number one, so that'll be a good spot for me to go there. Uh, you have a good point. The A's played them tough, and they're the worst team in baseball. Or or is it the Royals? You know, it, it's the it was the A, it was the A's that they played a couple weeks ago, I think. Okay, it, it's it's getting confusing because a lot of there's a lot of bad teams in uh, baseball this year. But the the reason I I want them in uh, the number one of power rankings is not because they have this crazy roster. It's not because all these guys are coming out of nowhere. It's not because these these veterans are finally doing well. It's because the young talent. I'm so high on young talent. The, the reason they are here is because young, talented players like Taj Bradley, Jason Adam, uh, Wanda Franco, Yandy Diaz, Taylor Walls. I, I can go on and on about this roster. Jose Ramirez or Jose Siri. These young guys are leading the way to win. A lot of these guys aren't even 27, 28 years old, and, and they could get a ring. I mean, Taj Bradley, I think he's amazing. I mean, he's this guy that he doesn't throw super hard. He's 22 years old. And he, he's dominating Major League Baseball. 71 strikers, only 49 innings. This Rays roster is is really good all the way around. Tyler Glanz, was awesome rotation. If he can stay healthy, he's one of the best. Shane McClanahan, you know, if he looks good. But it just, it, it, it's really amazing for me to see that this young talent, it's proof that young talent can pray, pave the way uh, to help you in baseball. And that's what the Rays are doing right now. Yeah, I really like what you said there because for the Rays, even though I don't have them number one for this year, I do think they could win a one, if not a couple, titles in the future in the next ten years because of their almost their entire roster is very young guys that I think have a really good future in baseball. Yes, yes. Who do you have for number one? I had the Atlanta Braves for number one, not because of their young talent, because past this year I don't think they have a chance. So I think this is their year with all their players. I mean, if they all stay healthy, they've got Olsen, Murphy, Riley, Acuna. If the, if all those guys stay healthy, their lineup's going to be one of the best in baseball. And then with their pitching rotation, I mean, you got Max Fried, Spencer Strider, Bryce Elder. 
It's just a really good all-around team. Kind of what I thought of with the Padres. I mean, I had the Braves winning the World Series against the Padres at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with that right now because, I mean, you, you can see all. it's basically like the Padres, except all of the guys are doing their part and working together, and even some of the guys near the bottom of their lineup are still doing well and contributing to the team, and I think the Rays or the Braves have a really good chance at a title this year. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you think about it, uh, Michael Harris Jr., the winner, the Rookie of the Year winner last year, is batting ninth. Now, I don't think that's proof that their roster is that good all around. I mean, maybe it is, but I think it's because that's where he's comfortable there. He likes that spot, and he says, no, I want to take this number nine spot and drive and runs for my team. That, that's really what he does. And uh, I think having a leader, not just like Michael Harris Jr., also like you know Matt Olson and uh, Ronald Cooney Jr., I, I, think it, I think it's more of the leadership that's getting them anywhere. But, I, I, I mean, I think a very good point. It's This team cannot be slept on. It, it's a very good team all the way around. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I forgot about Michael Harris Jr. just because he's been having a little bit of a bad year, but I think he's making a comeback now. I think he's a really good young talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, honorable mentions uh, for our power rankings. I have one, two, three, four, five, six uh, to be six, six teams that are, are uh, could have been on there but weren't. Uh, the Marlins, the Giants, the Phillies, the Red Sox, the Cubs, and the Diamondbacks. Uh, I was really couldn't decide if I wanted to put it the Giants and the Diamondbacks spot for the Reds. It was it was scary. I I although those two teams are almost tied, especially with the Marlins as well and the Phillies even. Uh, the Cubs obviously are doing better, but nothing out of the ordinary, I guess. But th- those are definitely my honorable mentions. Uh, I think I think it's interesting how those teams are actually really darn close from the number five spot. But uh, yeah, I had the Diamondbacks. I was I was battling between Diamondbacks. Marlins and Reds for that spot, but then once the Reds have gone on this big winning streak, it's clear, pretty clear that the Reds are number five right now. Yes, sir. It just sounds so nice to say. Ah, sounds biased, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm saying it. Okay. Rookie of the Year candidates for NL and Rookie of the Year candidates for AL. We're almost halfway done with the Major League Baseball season. I don't think it's too early or too late or too soon or whatever to make this prediction in my opinion it's never too early to make these predictions because they're so freaking fun uh first of all who do you have for winning the nl uh right now it's pretty clearly corbin carroll but i think if ellie de la cruz ellie de la cruz can keep up this amazing tear that he's on for the rest of the season i think it's going to be a really close race between him and corbin carroll and then past that you got like spencer steer and francisco alvarez cody senga um, I think all those guys are good, but I don't think right now they have a chance to be rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna pick Corbin Carroll as I mean, I want to say like you know Ellie De La Cruz, obviously even Matt McLean, he's having a very good year this year. I mean the Reds have three or even four. I sound biased again, but it it really is true. They have three or four rookie of the year candidates. You got Ainge Rabbit, Matt McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, and Spencer Steer, and. Yeah, uh, Corbin Carroll is definitely the leader in this. I mean, he, he could win the MVP. This will be the first time. It wasn't ever, but the first time in a very long time that a rookie won MVP. Uh, yeah. It, I don't know when it was, but it's been decades. Uh, but he is batting two ninety eight with 16 home runs, a 3.8 war, and 160 OPS+. Plus. This man is crazy. I mean, you look at his baseball savant page, the only thing that is in the blue, the only thing that is average 
is his arm strength. Everything else is red and is in the high percentile, uh, which is really cool to see for the Dimebacks. And the Dimebacks are a super exciting team. I, I actually did a podcast on them a long time ago saying this is the most exciting team in baseball. And I predicted them to be in second place just behind the Dodgers, which they are pretty close to be doing, actually. But uh, I'm going to go for Corbin Carroll just because he's having a crazy year. But if it wasn't a Corbin Carroll... I would probably say Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah. Just hit for the cycle. Yeah, I, I would agree. He's he's on a really good he's at both of them are having a really good season and are they're both great players with a bunch of tools that they can use for a long time. For sure. Who do you have for the AL? For the AL, uh, it's pretty tough for me. I I would I was gonna put it between Bryce Miller, uh, Masataka Yoshida, and Josh Young right now, but uh, I mean, if Josh Young keeps playing the way he does with Texas, and especially if Texas goes on a really good run in the playoffs, I think it's pretty clearly him. Uh, Yoshida's doing well, but I mean, overall, the Red Sox aren't a great team this year. And same with Bryce Miller on the Mariners; he was having a great year up until recently, where. He's been doing okay, but not not what he was at the start of the season. So mm-hmm. right now, I think Josh Jung for AL Rookie of the Year. That is exactly what I had, and here are my reasons. Uh, the Rangers, I guess we already talked about him a little bit. The Rangers needed someone to step up, unlike Corey Seager. I mean, no, like he did, but just earlier than the season, and he really did. I mean, he's hitting 15 home runs with a 2.2 WAR, with a 2.75 batting average. And 44 ribbies. I mean, this man, he's this guy's also crazy. He looks like, as a rookie, he's going to start in the All-Star game. That's not something you say every every day or every year even. I mean, this guy, I mean, he deserves to be the rookie of the year in the AL if uh, Yoshida doesn't. The the NL has so much more stronger rookies than the AL. I mean, you look at the NL, Corbin Carroll, Spencer Steer, Lee De La Cruz, Kodai Singh, all those guys really do have a chance of winning, (laughs) winning the rookie of the year. Where you look at Rookie of the Year in the AL, pretty much only Yoshida, Josh Young, arguably Esteri Ruiz, and then maybe Bryce Miller, maybe get some votes. But it's really just up to Young and Yoshida, and I vote Young just like you do. Yeah, right. And I think it's tough for a pitcher to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, we saw it with Spencer Strider almost winning it last year, but then not. So I, I, I really think that Josh Young has the best chance here. Yeah, same as well. Uh, now the most underrated player in the AL. Uh, who do you have for that? Uh, AL, I really, I really don't know because there's a lot of players who I thought would be underrated at the start of the season, but then I've kind of changed my mind based on how they played. Mm. Um, at the start of the season, I was thinking like uh, Andres Jimenez as an underrated player just because he was young and kind of under the radar for his team. But, I mean, he hasn't really had a great year this year. Um, for underrated players this year, I'm I'm kind of thinking Austin Hayes or Yandy Diaz because mm. both of them are having pretty amazing seasons and nobody's really talking about it right now. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I could see those guys as some of the most underrated players in the American League. Absolutely. I have Christian Javier of the Astros uh, just because I still think he has a chance of winning – uh, Cy Young sounds crazy, but dude, his off speeds are crazy. If he can locate that and then just figure out how to use his fastball, I think he's crazy. I mean, also, I know I picked two MVPs, like or two Cy Youngs. I say it's up to Castillo, uh, Christian Javier, or Michael Kopech. Like I, I literally can't decide on those three, but uh, only uh, 
8.4% uh, barrel rate against Christian Javier, and he has a nasty off-speed, like I said before, 3.25 yell rate. I like him. I think he's the most underrated AO player, arguably. I think there's a lot who can also judge the fact that someone else is, but I like what I see from him, and I think he'll be way better in the future. Yeah, I really agree. And then I think for NL, for my most underrated player, I have Jorge Soler. Um, a lot of people aren't talking about him just because of how good Larissa Rise has been for the Marlins, but I really think Jorge Soler has been quite good this year. His batting average, I mean, it's not that great. I mean, he's not the, a guy to hit the ball around like a rise, but I mean, top five in home runs in baseball, I think he's going to have another great season this year. Very good point. He is a very underrated, actually, now that you mentioned, one of the most home runs in baseball, to, honestly. Um, now, for me, I got the most underrated NL player. That is Ryan McCann of the Rockies. He's a 2.6 war with 12 home runs, 41 RBIs, and a 119 OPS+. Plus. Uh, I think this guy really hits the ball hard. He's a very good defender. He can play third, second, and first, and he hits the ball very, very, very hard. Uh, and I really, I actually saw him. I actually got to saw him play in Coors Field, and he hit, I believe, two home runs in one game. And I'm like, wow, this guy's good. So I looked him up, figured out what he was, really, and just and said, this guy is underrated. 12 home runs, and 41 RBIs, and above average OPS, above average WAR, and he's he's surprising all of us, to be honest. Yeah, I really agree with you. Ryan McMahon's going to be a great player for a long time. Yes. Uh, now some cool things to talk about. Well, the Cincinnati Reds winning streak of breaking franchise records. They have won 12 in a row. Now, uh, how did they do this? <laughs> uh, I think it's really just their whole team coming together. I mean, with McLean, Friedel, uh, De La Cruz, Spencer Steer, all those guys are just hitting really well right now. And, I mean, I don't I don't see it stopping in the near future unless they run into some, someone really good that can stop their high-powered offense. Because, I mean, honestly, I mean, I know they're playing the Braves right now, and they just, they just stopped them by one run. And, I mean, just like what I said, their offense is really, really high-powered. And they've got a tough, tough schedule coming up with, I mean, the Braves, Orioles, Padres. And I think, I, think, I don't know about their winning streak staying alive, but I think they can, each of these teams, they can win some games against if their offense keeps going off. For sure. Now, I hate to say this, or I mean, just bring it up, I guess, because I'm a huge Reds fan. But in your opinion, if you're a betting man or whatever, uh, are the Reds making the playoffs? Yes. Right ah! now, just because of how, how bad their division is, hey. I think they have a really good chance. I mean, if they if they stay like this, they're definitely making it as a division leader. Um, I don't think anyone else in that division even has a chance for the wild card. I mean, what's the what are the standings for that division? Like, who who's got the best like record that's not in the division lead? Uh, the Dodgers or the Giants, I think. Okay, so yeah, so in the or in the so for the AL Central. I think almost all the wild cards are from the West and East. And, I mean, if you go to the wild card standings, you're not going to see any AL Central teams up there. So if the Reds can pull away, and, I mean, they've got to win the division to be in the playoffs pretty much. Because, I mean, the, the closest AL Central team to a playoff spot is the Brewers, and they're still three games out of the wild card. Um, but, I mean, right now the Reds are a couple games ahead in that division, and I think if they can stay ahead and win that division... I don't know how they're going to compete in the playoffs, but I think they are going to make it. 
No, it just sounds amazing out of your mouth. I'm, I'm already excited. <laughs> well, that that is something super exciting to watch. The top players to watch, in my opinion, right now are Luis Arise. We'll talk about him a little later, but he is breaking history right now. Again, we'll talk about that later. But next, uh, after this commercial break. No, I'm joking. Uh, Shohei Otani is absolutely going crazy. Uh, I know you're a big Angels fan. Is is uh, is is Otani from Earth or or what? Where is he from? I don't know, man. What do they do in Japan? <laughs> Why does that sound he's, racist? He's, he's crazy. I I mean, I wish the Angels. I, I kind of wish him and Trout were on another team just so they could win a little bit. Because <laughs> I mean, as an Angels fan who's honest, unlike you. Uh, I think they suck, and they're not going to make the playoffs. But, I mean, it's still really fun to watch them, like him and Trout, just hit all these home runs and with him to pitch, too. So I, I really think I, I think it's amazing to watch, even though they're not going to win at all. I, I don't have them <laughs> making the playoffs. So. Really? Uh, yeah. Now, this is the question of the year, the golden question. <laughs> That I know every single player, I mean, every single fan, even if you're not an Angels fan, is asking this question about to ask you right now. Is Otani going to the Angels next year in 2024? No. Why would he? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's even, I, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think he's going to sign with another team right away because I, me personally, I would want to get out of there. I mean, they're, they're, their ownership told Otani that they would build around him and build get more solid pitching, and that's pretty much the the last thing they've done. He's the best <laughs> hitter on the team, the best pitcher on the team, and they ha- still haven't been building around him. So I don't know. I for him, I feel like they've not really told him the truth and not giving him not giving him what he needs so that they even come close to a playoff spot. So I don't think he's going to stay with the Angels next year. I hope he does. But I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves right away. Are you they, are you going to trade him, or is it just kind of be like a signing in the off season? Uh, I think he's going to. I don't think they're going to trade him. They're not going to trade him at the trade deadline this year. But I think he's he's becoming a free agent uh, at the end of this season. So I think he's going to get picked up by another team. The Angels probably aren't going to re-sign him. Yeah, because it's going to be a significant price tag. And after signing him and Trout and. Freaking Anthony Rendon, they're not gonna, they're not gonna have enough money left to sign Otani to another year. Yeah, it's he. He could be the first half a billion uh, contract guy. Yeah, I really think he could be, and he's worth it too with all the value he has. Yeah, Man, I hate Anthony Rendon. <laughs> Andrew again, not a surprise. No, not a surprise. Well, next, Ellie De La Cruz has hit for the cycle. Uh, the uh, uh, What's the word? The, the last time, there we go, the Reds have hit for the cycle is Eric Davis in 1987. Ellie De La Cruz has done that in two hey. weeks in a season. That's pretty What good. is up I with mean, Ellie De La Cruz? He's a, he's a once-in-a-generation talent, dude. I really think, I re- I really think he's got it. Like, he, he's going to be one of those type of players like Acuna, Betts, Soto. He's going to be one of those top five players in baseball for a long time. And, man, if the Reds haven't had a cycle since 1987, that's that's pretty bad. Hey. But, I mean, still, 
it's pretty cool that the the guy who said it. I mean, how many games has he played? Like uh, sixteen. Sixteen games, and he already has a cycle. That's <laughs> special, right there. Yeah, uh, it's 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 quite crazy. Another highly touted prospect is Henry Davis. Uh, just got brought up from the Pirates. He is twenty three years old, and he he's made his. Uh, his debut in a boom, hitting a double and then hitting a home run, and that home run was absolutely smoked. Uh, and uh, he kind of mashed in the minor leagues. I mean, you're looking at last year; he played in four teams in the minor leagues. Uh, he hit ten home runs at 42 RBIs and batted 264. He looked really good offensively and defensively, and uh, also he got promoted to AAA for a little bit and hit the ball very hard there. And for the Pirates, there he's doing good, but the Pirates right now are not doing very good. Uh, is Henry Davis going to be this super crazy guy? I mean, I know you don't know too much yet. Or, I guess, what do you see through Henry Davis? Um, I kind of see him as a good hitter. I'm not sure about his defense. I've heard that it is pretty solid. But, I mean, if he can be a good hitter, the Pirates are going to be a really good team. They've got a lot of good young players. O'Neal Cruz, Key Brian Hayes. So, I think, if, I, I think he can be a really good hitter. But I'm not sure if he's going to have the longevity to stay good for because I mean if you can get a year where O'Neill Cruz, Kebron Hayes and Henry Davis are all healthy Pirates are going to be a scary team <laughs> yeah that's kind of the thing we're talking about they're on a cold streak right now but I mean O'Neill Cruz hasn't played a game since like three games into the season uh, earlier so when these guys get healthy I mean I know I never thought I'd say this but when, when they're healthy the Pirates are good you know it's 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 that's true. In all sense, you're maybe bad, but I wouldn't sleep on any of the teams if you know what I'm saying. Like every team can contend, you know. Except the Oakland A's. Well, they're not NL Central. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I Joey Votto's back. That's interesting. Uh, he's been actually really good. I mean, I'm a Reds fan. I'm not. I mean, I like Joey Votto as a person, but. He doesn't hasn't really helped us in the past in the past two years or so. He hasn't helped us offensively or defensively, uh, but he has been really good actually so far. He just hit two home runs today and a couple days before he also hit two home runs. So he looks really good to me, and he he's come up clutch for us the the little games that he's played. But I guess are you a Joey a Joey Votto fan? Uh, I like him, but I kind of think of him like a Yadier Molina, Miguel Cabrera, Adam Wainwright kind of guy. You know, he's he's just there to. I wouldn't say, like, to draw fans, but just to, you know, everyone wants to see, like, when you go to an Angels game, you're, like, you're there to see Trout and Otani, but, it, and it's, I think it's kind of like that with the Reds, you're there to see Ellie De La Cruz, and you want to see Joey Votto just because he's such an icon of the team, so I don't, I, I mean, if he, if he has a really good season, like, good for him, but I don't think he's really going to be around for much longer, so I think it's cool that he's having a good year right now. I, I think, I think it's very cool as well. Um, now to the stat and standing leaders. This is one of my favorites, and we always do this after a podcast. We're going to talk about the leaders and average home runs and RBIs, and then pitching, ERA, strikeouts, and wins. Uh, this is always fun for me. And then we're going to talk about standings, pretty much the whole division in baseball, pretty much. every, every, every Everything. Uh, average, the best in baseball is Luis Arise. He is batting 402. Yes, you heard that correctly. He's batting 402 with 271 at bats. I mean, this is a lot of at bats, and he's still on this pace. Ted Williams was batting uh, 398, I believe it was at this at this pace, and Luis Rise already batting 402. Is this man a stud or what? Man, he's crazy. I 
I've watched him hit, and he's just he's got the greatest mindset I've ever seen. He's always trying to hit the ball right back up the middle at the pitcher, where I mean nobody's gonna be there, and he hits the ball all over the field so that they can't really. Um, I know the shift is banned, but they still, you know, they still have some kind of a the the out, the fielders still shift over, but with Luis Arias, he hits the ball everywhere, so you can't really make a shift on him. So I think he's just gonna be a really good player. For this year just hitting the ball like crazy and even though he doesn't have very many triples or home runs this year i mean he's got one triple and two home runs and that was from the night he hit the cycle hit for the cycle yeah. so i mean you're you're not going to see a lot of power from him but he's definitely going to get you a hit every single game this year for sure for sure i i love this guy i think the the twins are now kind of jealous they made that trade but pablo lopez is doing decent for them but uh but I think it's uh, home runs. Uh, Shoei Hotani's in first place. Does that surprise you at all? Um, Not really. I would say I, I would have thought Aaron Judge would have been in first place at the start of the season. But, I mean, after he got hurt, like, you're you're not going to see him in first place anymore. Um, <laughs> I, I would have thought Otani or Trout are were going to be top five in home runs. I mean, Trout's kind of below. At, he's, he's got 16, so he's nine behind Otani. But still, I mean... The top five, Otani, Alonzo, Olsen, Soler, Schwarber. I guess Schwarber's a little bit of a surprise because he's having a down year, but mm-hmm. Otani at one does not surprise me at all. Uh, that, that's uh, I, I can't. He has one of the most strikeouts in baseball and the most home runs in baseball. I, it's phenomenal. I mean, this guy is either taking PEDs to make him better or this guy is has more talent than you will ever see in your entire life. I can guarantee it, uh, which, which, is probably, which is probably actually it, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, now RBIs, you're right. <laughs> uh, RBIs is Rafael Devers and Adolis Garcia. Adolis Garcia is tied with the most RBIs with 60. Uh, I don't know why, but this surprised me. I knew Adolis Garcia was a good player for the Rangers, but I, I feel like he's kind of came out of the radar. I mean, he's. I'm mean, like, wow, this guy's at 17 home runs with 60 RBIs. This, this guy's actually, this guy's actually pretty good. I mean, no one's been talking too much about him. Yeah, we we totally skipped him when we talked to we we talked about the Rangers. I think he's another underrated player that I kind of forgot about. Yeah, I mean, you, you just talked about his stats: seventeen home runs, sixty RBIs, fifteen doubles, and I mean, he's got a lot of strikeouts, but still, I mean, two sixty one average, not terrible. Mm-hmm. Another one of those Rangers players that's kind of under the radar, but I mean, you you have to have players like that to help your team win. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. Um, now for pitching ERA, a 2.23 ERA for Shane McClanahan. Uh, but what I think is interesting, the guy who's in third is Marcus Stroman. <clears throat> and he's came out of nowhere, in my opinion. But Shane McClanahan, I don't want to say not surprisingly, but we kind of we kind of all knew this was coming. With a very good year last year, we're like, well, he's probably going to be better this year. But like we said earlier, He's gonna get hurt a lot more, which I would I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce Elder, Stroman, even Valdez take take his spot in Yara soon. Yeah, I think McClanahan's. I mean, he's obviously having a great year. I think he can hold this for. I, I've seen his stuff, and it's it's quite amazing. I think he can hold this lead for this year. I'm not sure about the years to come, but until they figure him out, he's gonna be he's gonna keep winning games. He's 11 and one right now. I think. I mean, solid. For the Rays, I mean, pretty much every time you pitch him, you know it's going to be a win. And then for Marcus Stroman, nobody really expected him to be good this year. Everyone kind of thought he was a little bit washed up and older. But, I mean, he's having a great year. He's doing better than players like Garrett Cole 
and I mean Sonny Gray, Nathan Nivaldi, players that everyone expected to do well. So I'm I'm happy for Marcus Stroman that he's finally having a year where he's actually going above his expectations. Very good point. Yeah, I mean we all knew we had it, we just didn't really know when it would actually come, you know. Uh, Shane McClanahan also with the most wins in baseball, but right behind him is Zach Elfin of the Rays. I'm like, Zach Elfin? Like, you remember he was on the Phillies last year and in the playoffs he didn't look that good, but his stats his stats were pretty good. But this, I mean, I, I think Shane McClanahan deserves the credit here, but Zach Elfin, I, I, I would have picked him in the underrated. I totally forgot about him as well. 3.35 ERA, 9 wins, 84 strikeouts, and 83 and a thirds innings. This guy's actually not that bad. I mean, well, and this is Shane McClanahan we're talking about, but we got back-to-back race players here in the top category. Yeah, I mean, that's another reason why the Rays are good. I mean, you got that guy who, I mean, the average baseball fan, I mean, probably hasn't even heard of Zach Elflin. Yeah. Um, he's doing pretty pretty well for this year. And I think, I mean, you know, you've got to gotta have another guy in the rotation because you've always got your ace, but then you've got to have some other guys to – keep the wins up and I think he's one of those guys that nobody really expected to have all those wins but I think he's doing really good for them yeah for sure now next we got strikeouts and this this is always fun to watch you got Spencer Strider in first with the Braves with 136 strikeouts that is crazy will this guy keep it up it wouldn't surprise me if he did yeah I think Spencer Strider is really good almost run rookie of the year last year he's got really solid stuff and he can be a starting pitcher or a relief pitcher and, I mean, we haven't really seen him as a relief pitcher that much this year, but um, I think he can be a really good starter for years to come, and he's got a good whip uh, and a good ERA. I, I guess it's not that as good as it has been in the past, 3.93 this year. And, he, I mean, he's got eight wins, two losses, which is still pretty solid, but I see a lot of good stuff from him in the future. Interesting. And now let's talk about stat or standing leaders now. We're talking about the AL East first. The Rays are in first place, <clears throat> having 53-26 and 26 record, the best in baseball, not too far behind of the Orioles, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox. This is easily the best uh, uh, division in baseball, and not every single team has a chance of making the playoffs, even if you're fifth or first place. Yeah, I think, I mean, for the, the thing to worry about in the AL is that a lot of these teams aren't even going to have a chance at a wild card spot because of how good the AL East is. I mean, right now the Angels are have slipped out of the playoffs even though they're six games over five hundred because there's so many teams in the AL East that are just performing so well. And I think, yeah, clearly this is the best division in baseball. I mean, every single team is at least three games over five hundred. Yeah. You're not going to see that in any other division. No, every team has a plus run differential, which is pretty crazy to say out loud. <laughs> Uh, the AL Central. This is definitely the worst in baseball. The team who was in first place is thirty-nine and thirty-eight, and that is the Minnesota Twins. Um, yeah, it's about all about that. I mean, you got the Guardians who are in second place, only two games behind, and they're a disappointing team, being thirty-six and thirty-nine. This team, this division, never will be really good um, for a while because none of these teams have a very good roster heading into the season. Uh, so it's difficult to say, but I think the Twins definitely have in the bag, especially if Correa can actually like be good. <laughs> but Sonny Gray also is pitching well. But it's just it's interesting to see this. But uh, who's going to win this? Who's going to stay in first and tell us about it? Uh, I think, I mean, it's up to the Twins or the Guardians. Whoever 
doesn't suck more is going to win the division. <laughs> I mean, nobody in this division is a standout team. I mean, like you said, worst division in baseball by far. I mean, every team in their last 10 games is either 5-5 five and five or 3-7. and seven. So, I mean, none of these teams have a... Uh, even if they do make the playoffs, probably going to be out in the first divisional round. Yeah. Or wild card round now, I guess. Probably. <laughs> uh, the AL West. Now, this is also a pretty strong division where if, if you have one loss, you, you might be going down. Um, you got the AL West. You got the, the Rangers in first place being 47-28. and 28. Kind of a surprise team. I remember uh, listening to a podcast by MLB Network saying, this team won't contend this year, but I would say the year after that. And I'm like, this team is more than contending this year. They're in first place by six and a half games behind. They're in front. I mean, they're in front of the Houston Astros defending world champion just a few years ago. But you got the Rangers, Astros, Angels, Mariners, and uh, A's in that order. Uh, a, a very good a, uh, division all the way around for for the most part. Uh, but, uh, yeah, w- uh, who do you see winning this overall? Well, I think the Rangers are going to pretty easily win this division. And I think... Houston and Los Angeles have a chance to make the playoffs mm-hmm. if they can both keep winning, but they're gonna have to they're gonna have to bet on some of these AL East teams to start losing some games. Because I mean, right now, I mean, the AL East is almost like how are you gonna stop that? Those all four of those teams that are battling for a wild card spot, all three games over five hundred. I mean, you're, it's gonna be tough. So I think Texas is gonna win the division, and I think Houston will make a wild card spot. The Angels, I'm not sure right now, kind of on the fence. But I think if they can keep their record the way it is and keep, I mean, if they can keep leads, the the problem with the Angels is they tend to lose leads late in games. So I think if they can use their relief pitchers well and hold leads that they have late in games and win, you know, go seven and three every ten games or six and four even, just win more games than they lose every ten. I think they can be a wild card spot at least. Yeah, for sure. It's it'd be interesting to see, to say the least, uh, how this division goes and goes into the season farther in, especially close to the playoffs. Because you know the Mariners are going to make a better run. I think they're going to be. I think they're. In my opinion, I think they're definitely going to end the season above five hundred. The Angels are also going to be interesting because they usually start out this good and then you know go bad after the All Star break, like you said. But then the Astros and the Rangers, I think they're going to be neck and neck fighting all the way. Uh, Every game is going to count, really. But uh, statistically, the Rangers are definitely the better team with a plus 155 run differential and the Ashes a plus 41, which I th- to me is interesting, meaning you know they score a lot more runs than their opponent does, which overall helps you in the end. But Right, which means they win a lot of games by a lot of points. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, the NL East is, I think, a very strong division. I mean... It, it, I, I really like division. It's this division super fun to watch. I think the Braves definitely have it in their po- back pocket. But it goes Braves, Marlins, Phillies, Mets, and uh, Nationals in that order. You got the Braves who are in first place, being forty-eight and twenty-seven with a plus one hundred five run differential, and then the Marlins, almost the surprise of the year, uh, in second place, being forty-three and thirty-four. Uh, tell, tell me what you think about this roster. Does the Marlins being second place surprise you? And, uh, I mean, how good are the Braves, really? <laughs> um, I don't think the Marlins in second surprises me that much with Jorge Soler and Jazz Chisholm and Luis Arise and all those guys. 
I think they do have a chance. I think they will be in a wild card spot, and I think they can win a wild card and move on to the divisional round. Uh, I'm not sure how they'll fare against teams like Arizona and Atlanta, but I mean, most people have noticed that the National League is definitely not as strong as the American League this year. Mm-hmm. So I think Miami has a good chance at a wild card spot at least this year. I don't think they'll win the division, uh, but I do think they will have a chance at a wild card spot. And then as for Philadelphia, it's pretty much the same thing for them. Uh, I don't know how well their like players like Reese Hoskins and Alec Bohm. Uh, I know Bryce Harper's been having a great season. Uh, in the games he's played, but some of their younger players got to step up if they want to have a playoff spot this year. Very good point. What What do you see about the Phillies? I mean, they're having a somewhat down year. They weren't predicted to be in third place, but I don't know about first. Uh, is this a team that contend, will contend, or is this a team that just kind of going to slowly get worse and worse as the season goes? Uh, I see them getting worse. I mean, they were in the World Series last year, and I didn't really see them in the World Series last year. And I didn't think they would win the division this year. I thought I was predicting them to be third behind Atlanta and New York, not Miami, but I was still predicting them to be third. I didn't think they would be a team that would – I thought they would be a team that might make the playoffs as a wild card, but definitely not a team that would win the division. So pretty much performing how I expected. Interesting, yeah. Now to the NL Central, uh, which is uh, not surprisingly at all. Very surprisingly – uh, that the Reds, they are in first place. They have won 12 in a row and looking for more. They are 41 and 35, obviously not a very strong division. And the Brewers in second place being 39 and 96. Then it goes the Cubs, Pirates, and Cardinals, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. Uh, the Reds have a negative uh, run differential, so do the Brewers. But the Cubs, who are in third place, have a plus 26 run differential. I mean, I know that doesn't mean too much. But it's just kind of interesting to see how, how that plays out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. It, it, who holds out to stay in first place in the end? And I guess what, what do you have on this roster? I mean, this this division. I know I've been, I've been t- asking that every single time, but I love your answers. <laughs> um, I think this division is better than it is looking right now. I think they have potential to be better. But, I mean, you can see all these teams with a negative run differential. What that means is they tend to hold leads better. You can see with Chicago that what they have is they score a bunch of, like, in the games they win, they win them by a lot. But then when it's a close game, they tend to not win that game. And that's why their record, that's why they're two games under 500. Mm. So if the Cubs, what the Cubs, sorry about that, what the Cubs <laughs> need to do is start winning those close games because if you got a positive run differential but your win percentage is under 500 it means that you've got to have someone like a closer in your bullpen who can close those tough games that are 1-0 2-0 2-1 in bottom like lower innings for sure for sure uh do you see – I mean, I feel like a lot of these teams aren't men, men to contend this year. I mean, you look at the Brewers. They don't really have the roster to be a contending team. The Cubs, maybe. The Pirates looked like they did. You thought the Cardinals looked like they had a roster to contend, and now the Reds are proving that they think they should contend, but I think overall probably not with their starting rotation as, as a pitching side of it, a pitching side of things. But not everything not, – not, not a single one of these teams – made an offseason to contend this year. Either they're surprising teams or they're kind of playing how they should be, uh, just barely about 500 or, or slightly below that. Uh, it's interesting, NL Central, but sometimes the surprise teams uh, go as far as in the playoffs, but I guess we'll see. Um, 
The NL West, you got the Diamondbacks, the Giants, the Dodgers, Padres, and Rockies. Pretty much every single one of those teams are, are, are surprised uh, in where, where they're at. Uh, the Diamondbacks in first place, I kind of I I kind of saw that coming, but I did not think the Giants would be in second place actually at all. I actually predicted them to be almost in last place with the Padres and the Dodgers being tied. I believe it was in second. But it, does this roster? I mean, does this uh, division surprise you in the standings, or what? What do you see through this? Um, I mean, I pretty much had it flipped. I had Colorado where they were in last. I didn't think they would contend at all. But I had San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, and then Arizona. But I'm really surprised by Arizona and how good they are this year. And, I mean, the Dodgers doing really well. So, I mean, it's tough for them. Like, I don't think they were ex- they were expecting to have to compete with the Padres all year, not the Diamondbacks and the San Francisco Giants. So, I think for them, um, what they need to do is – figure out those two teams because neither of them have like those superstar players like the Padres do and the Dodgers do so I think the Dodgers just need to figure out the Giants and Diamondbacks and I think they're fine with the Padres right now but I think the Dodgers can win this division if they keep uh, playing well I mean let's see the Dodgers are only like four games behind Diamondbacks one game behind the Giants so I think the Dodgers have a chance at winning this division that's what I I had them second place in this division at the start, but we can see the Padres. I mean, quite obviously, not having a great year right now. Um, so I think right now I see the Dodgers winning this division, making a comeback, and Diamondbacks coming in second. Interesting. I, I it wouldn't surprise me. I think it's really exciting to see uh, going forward. It's it's so fun to watch baseball in my opinion. Um, that is all that I have. I don't. Is there anything else you want to share before we end this podcast? Um, not really. I think we covered most of it. Well, I really, really, really appreciate you having uh, coming on, Isaiah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Had a great time. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, thank you for listening to MLB from CDA Baseball, and hope you see you next time.